0: Um, uh, once again, wisdom is the principal thing. Uh, one version says wisdom is supreme. Wisdom is supreme. I, I crave wisdom. I teach wisdom. I, I I pray for wisdom again and again because Scripture says wisdom and knowledge are the stability of thy times. I, I, I don't think it's a mistake when Scripture says wisdom is the principal thing. It could have said prayer is the principal thing. You could have even said faith is the principal thing. You know, but all those things, if you don't have wisdom to uh, balance it, to apply it, it will not all go well. So I just love God's wisdom. Uh, it is a capital ingredient for greatness. Wisdom enables us to make productive decisions. Wisdom helps us to last in the game. Uh, most of the time, I contrast or sometimes consider the difference between Samson and Joseph. It's amazing. Both of them were you know, precious people, but one of them ended well. One did not really, really end well. And, you know, you look at Samson, for instance, I I think it didn't actually flow in God's wisdom. He had the anointing, so anointing is not enough. He had the calling of God upon his life. Callings are not enough. He had had a special calling, you know, a very unique calling in his own time. You know, he had the physical strength. God was with him. But he did not have wisdom, and he did not last in the game. So when you don't don't mistake physical prowess or energy for consistent and uh, lasting um, victory, okay? Don't 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 mistake it at all. Samson had all the muscles, had all the you know all the paraphernalia of <laughs> if want to call it six six pack or something like that. But it wasn't enough to help him last in the game, okay? So, but look at Joseph. Joseph wasn't he didn't look like he had physical energy, He didn't look like he had all those things, but he was a wise man. And in fact, Pharaoh, the man who was serving the boss, said, Ah, oh, there's no man as wise and discreet as you are. So there's something about wisdom and discretion that helps you to last in the game. It helps your marriage, it helps your health, it helps you all around that. So I wanted to place a high premium on wisdom. And you know, there are many ways we get wisdom. Uh, wisdom is a principal thing uh the least you can do is to crave for it ask for it the bible says if any lack wisdom let him ask of god that gives freely so god is always there uh ready to lavish us with wisdom the holy ghost is there if you place a demand on wisdom the holy spirit is there to actually help you uh to baptize you you know refreshingly with god's wisdom but you see what you don't value never 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 flourishes in your life. We've been looking at the story of Joseph, you know, talking about God's visitation this season. And, you know, I also realized that sexual immorality has become the plague, a major plague in our dispensation. In fact, it's worse than COVID-19 pandemic. Many families, many individuals, uh, many destinies have been wrecked on the laps of sexual immorality that, that expresses itself in various forms and fashion and there's no other person we want to look up to as an example like um Joseph amongst all the old testament saints he, he was a man that even had only one wife many others had plentiful wives called Abraham Solomon the master of them uh, you look at um, even David all of them had two three four wives but Joseph had one wife he had two kids he had family planning it's amazing how the wisdom of Joseph uh, really worked for him so we want to learn from Joseph Why? Uh, to, how to handle sexual immorality, okay? Uh, the basic thing is you run away from it. You don't have the capacity to really handle it. Scriptural, the basic scriptural solution is flee immorality, okay? It, it helps you. It, it builds you. Uh, Solomon made a statement, very profound statement, that immorality will reduce you to a loaf of bread. So when you uh, given to it when you want to, when you live in it it's it may, you, you might have some temporary pleasure or some gain but at the end of the day it ends up in a lot of losses and we have, we, we see that in life of Solomon himself he affected his children but you look at Joseph Joseph fled now it looked like he had some losses temporarily temporarily but on the long run it was profit so you want to adopt that as a, as, a, as an example the secret of man and their stories. So when you look at the story of Joseph uh, fleeing immorality, is it's profitable? Apostle Paul in the New Testament says, uh, I think it's in the book of First Timothy. He says, prof- uh, uh, godliness is profitable, you know, unto all things. So it's profitable to run away. Don't let the prevalence of it in our society, what the media evinces, what people say, uh, and then you want to join the crowd. You know, one day one of my mentor. Called me and said, I don't follow the crowd, follow the Lord. The crowd is not always right. And someday, when you follow the right path, the crowd will now eventually have to adapt and follow you. Okay? So, um, you know, um, if you don't have integrity, you don't have anything. Integrity, as defined by Macaulay, a wise man says, Who a man is when nobody is watching. Who are you when nobody is watching? That's one of the ways we deal with immorality. Uh, because immorality thrives in secrecy. And um, the fear of God is what helps us to depart from evil. When I say fear of God, I'm talking about reverential fear of God, that, 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 that reverence for God, you know. Uh, and, and I saw that in the life of Joseph. Is somebody I, I study after, I even pray, especially now that we're in the new covenant, we have a better opportunity to be able to live a better life because of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so if Joseph was able to overcome it, we can also overcome it. Uh, Joseph said something when he was faced with immorality. He says, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? For him, it was a God factor that made all the difference. It wasn't whether my friends will know, my, maybe my, or my spouse will hear, or pe- people in the, everybody in the world. No, it's more about ah, how will God see this thing. And that helps us to keep our conscience alive very important because there are some mistakes you will make and nobody really knows but you know that god knows then you are willing to run back to god and ask for mercy and you mean it don't wait until you are caught don't wait until there's a spoiler don't wait until you know things like blows open as it were people make mistakes yeah there are weaknesses that the holy ghost is helping us all to overcome but when we when we fall don't run away from god run to him Go to that throne of grace. Thank God it's a throne of grace. It's not the throne of judgment. Throne of grace, ask him for mercy and then take grace to overturn it because we have capacity to overturn it. So uh, our message this morning is Joseph Joseph fled immorality. We should run away from it. Um, I I, I looked at Job. One of the things that Job said. Let me read to us Job 31 verse 1. Job thirty-one verse one uh, is something I, I I remind myself of every time because for us men the temptation is what we see. Men are mostly moved by what we see, and uh, what we see affects our mind, and that's where immorality thrives. So you find that most of most advertisements, most things, uh, they put those things there is mainly to attract us men, so that when we see it. We think it. When you think it, you act it. When you act it, it shapes the future. So, no wonder Job, in the book of, uh, in chapter 31 of Job, verse 1, he says, um, Job 31, verse 1, the very first verse, he says, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. He was talking about dealing with immorality. So, he said, He made a covenant with his eyes. I I think that is the best thing we can do in our dispensation. We men, we like to look. And uh, ladies are more moved by what they hear. So if you want to flee morality, one of the ways you do it for a lady, maybe you want to watch what you listen to, who speaks to you, the kind of person that speaks to you, the kind of person that influences your thoughts. Uh, and for most men, uh, the things we see, okay? So you want to keep away. So Job, Jacob, Job, what Job did was he said he made a covenant with his eyes not to look lustfully. So there are many things we have to take our eyes away from. Of course, the eye... Is the entrance to the mind. What we choose to see determines our thought life. And what we think dictates our action. And our actions will always predict our destiny. So it's a chain. What do you see? What do you watch? Okay? Uh, uh, mind your mind. But it starts from what you see. On the internet, we have all kinds of pop-ups, all kinds of distractions. You've got to tame your 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 eyes, you know, in in Yoruba land, they say what you do not want to eat, you don't put it close to your nose, so you just run away from it, okay? Run away from it. Flee is, is 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 a stronger, a more intense word than running. It's like running as in like terror that this is going to destroy me, this is going to destroy my marriage, this is going to affect my future. So you're not you're not strong enough. Just run away. From it, and of course, if you look at Second um, Corinthians, uh, another way we deal with um, immoral thoughts uh, when they come, the thoughts will always come, the temptations will always be there. Second Corinthians chapter ten, I think verse three, it says, "For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds, to demolish." strongholds you know uh, if you if you read it from the king james versions it says um it says for though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not human made or carnal but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds what are the strongholds <laughs> verse verse 5 says casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Okay? Uh, the 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 star verse there, or the, the, the specific verse we want to just use there, is that casting down imaginations. That's where the, the strongholds. So thoughts will come. But please, if you don't deal with it in the thought realm, then someday it will happen. So I found myself at times, you just wake up in the morning or some, you just somewhere in the office and some, some immoral thoughts begin to show up. You cast it down. In the name of Jesus, I decree that your thoughts are nullified. Sometimes you, you say it 10 times. Believe me, persistence is the game. If you don't win the war in the thought realm, it's going to be hard when opportunities show up. Most of the things we act out in terms of what we call sin uh, first appeared in the mind And we accepted it. We allowed it to take root. And when that happens, we we are almost done. Okay. So when the thoughts come, it could be thoughts of covetousness or immorality. You cast it down in the name of Jesus. I take authority over that thought. You will never materialize. After three minutes, it comes again. I cast you down in the name of Jesus. There are times I'm I'm in the car and I'm casting down thoughts. Sometimes fearful thoughts come to you. Thoughts of death. Thoughts of failure. You take authority over it. They're fairy that they're like the devil introducing you to something he wants to make you do. If you allow the introduction and you accept it, then whatever comes from it, we might have to um, make the. But you don't have to fall. You don't have to fail. So, and it's easier to deal with it in the thought realms. When it's coming, take authority. If it has to be ten times, do it ten times. It's better a thousand times. Yes, take authority over it. When you have a bad dream, an evil dream, any dream, any thought that does not, that's not in consonance with God's word, is anti-covenant. So you bind it, okay? You take authority. So what I do is, when those thoughts come in the name of Jesus, I take authority over you thoughts of this or that, and I cast you down, and I decree that you will never materialize. And then you replace it with the right thoughts, okay? That I am faithful, I am I'm working in holiness, My steps are ordered in the name of Jesus Christ. If it's a thought of death, you you replace it in the name of Jesus. I shall live and not die. Long life is my heritage because I'm privileged to honor my parents. I experience longevity. You know, you replace it. It's not enough to just uh, displace. It's also important that you replace, okay? Uh, so one of the, so you 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 have eyes only for your spouse. For those of us that are married, also have eyes only for your spouse. One powerful author, Richard XD, says, "Stop window shopping, okay? Especially for the men, stop window shopping. Have eyes only for your spouse. For those of us that are singles, uh, you want to maximize your singlehood. Uh, avoid boredom. Avoid boredom. Shadow your life. Put things." trainings in place good relationships in place even as you anticipate you're getting married and then when thoughts come fight it take authority over it another way we deal with immorality is uh, learning to be accountable okay the, this is very important i have come to understand that any relationship i can freely discuss with my spouse or with my pastor or with friends uh, of course wholesome friends has something negative to it? Learn to be accountable. Ask yourself, why can't I discuss or speak about that individual to my spouse, to my to my pastor? You know, is there anything I'm hiding? This does not only focus on adulterous relationships or immoral relationships. It helps us to audit other relationships in our lives. Nobody is closer. You know, uh, no, 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 don't allow anybody to be closer to you than your spouse if you're married. Sometimes people want to intrude, intrude, and try to become closer to you. Um, than your than your than your spouse no you know your wife or your husband should be the closest to you cultivate friendship okay uh that's for those of us that are married and for those of us that are single uh you, you want to you know maintain accountability uh, somewhere I, I i when i meet people I, I talk to my wife about it 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 safeguards you uh it puts you in a position to be helped and i thank god for great friends that i have if i have any challenge with anybody i open up with, to my friends i just call them wow this is hey, troubling me i have this temptation or this one and they will laugh and they will pray and most of the time you receive strength and you're out of it it's better <laughs> to be humble and live a victorious life than allow ego and pride to keep you in chains. Okay? Um, humility is the foundation on which any man can receive God's help. I want to encourage you, as a man especially, or for everyone, uh, study Proverbs chapter 5 and chapter 6 a lot. Okay? It's very important. Uh, wisdom is better than strength. Flee fornication. Um Let's pray a bit, you know, uh, let's just pray. Lord, um, reveal the motives of my heart. Let me come to terms with my weaknesses. Help me, keep me from evil that it may not grieve me. Plant your fear in my heart, O oh God, by your spirit. Deliver me from temptation. Keep me from evil. Let it not grieve me. Thank you for your saving grace. I know I am free in the name of of jesus christ amen and maybe you're listening and you've fallen you've made mistakes it's not the end the devil tells you it's the end no it's not the end i believe so much in god's uh, restoration power especially when you acknowledge that you have made a huge mistake it's very important this the prodigal son i've always said is one of my favorites in scriptures he messed up he was flat and out but one day he came to himself i can't be like this i can't continue like this and he made a decision of a turnaround. He said, I'll go back. So you, you, and, he, and he said, I'll go back and repent and, and submit. And I noticed that the moment he made a U turn, took steps, restoration happened immediately. So I believe in restoration. So if you have missed it, you have messed up, open up, call your pastor, call a friend, you know, open up the things you've done. Uh, and let me say this to you you are not the only one that has fallen. People might not tell you what they've done. I mean, I've had to counsel with people, uh, male and female. So don't let the devil isolate you or quarantine you to destroy you. Don't let the devil make you feel you are the only problem in the world. No. Open up, you know. And when you do that, you know, put some of these systems in place, accountability, you know, uh, the kind of things you watch. And then you see yourself sore. And then believe that God will also use you to restore other people. You know, what the devil meant to drown you will become your resurrection in the name of Jesus. I pray that the second half of 2020 will be your best half in this year. And I pray that this COVID-19 season, you will not be part of those who will be victims. No, the favor of God will single you out. Uh, In the name of Jesus, the wisdom of God will prevail in your business and your career, showing you new opportunities to flow with, showing you new steps to take. And then uh, then you'll flourish in the midst of the famine. The covenant of Abraham, the blessings of Abraham will will fertilize you and cause you to spring forth in Jesus' name. I'm looking at December, December 2020, and I'm seeing you dancing I'm seeing somebody sitting down on the floor in his room shedding tears of joy because while others might be saying there's a casting down, you are saying, wow, it has become the best year of my life so far. And then you'll be just, you will cry with joy, you will laugh, and then you will sing a joyful song unto the Lord. God bless you for joining this morning. Uh, Have an amazing weekend. Uh, believe me, I'll be here again at 6.30 tomorrow morning, Sunday, just briefly, before we get into uh, church services. I want to always invite you to our uh, engagement. Um, I'm privileged to be the pastor of Global Impact Church. So please join us, Global Impact NG, on Facebook, on, on YouTube, and, and be a part. Uh, there's a series going on uh, on Wednesdays, How to Make Wise Decisions. You don't want to miss that. And on Sunday morning, waits. Letting go of those things that slow you down is part of uh, the things we are learning today. So join us to, for tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., 9 a.m., on any of our platforms and also on my platform. Uh, and then let's keep learning together. Let's keep uh, uh, growing together. Love you all. Have an amazing Saturday. God bless you. Have a great time.